0: The following program is a fan-made review and reaction show. It is in no way affiliated with the movie trivia Schmodown or Skybound Entertainment. Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of the Ultimate Schmoedown Show. I'm your host this week, Colin. Joining me are the boys, John and Boggs. Boggs, how you doing this week, bud?
1: I'm excellent, man. Uh, Lots of of matches again this week. Um, So plenty to to talk about, review, discuss. Um, So, yeah, can't wait to get into it. How are you, Colin? Doing
0: doing great. You know, we got some football coming back this week, the Premier League. So that was nice to check out. And, you know, just a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of that normalcy just starting to come back into the world. And Schmodown helps, too. You know, that's been consistent through
2: all this. And, John, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I, I have less beer in my fridge than I did last week. Uh, but, you know, I'm trying to make it work regardless. So I just got lovely, uh, lovely sponsored by water this week. And my nice little uh, Captain America Winter Soldier Cup that is my roommate's. Uh, so I'm doing great.
0: Water, folks. I know Boggs
2: asked how you're doing, but how are you doing again, Colin?
0: I'm doing great. <laughs> and without water, folks, we couldn't live. And if that's not an ad, boom. Oh, great. So this week, folks, why are we here? We're breaking down three excellent Schmodown matches. We're going to break down Janine the Machine versus Adam Humphreys, Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp, and then Andres Ace Cabrera versus Ken Knapsock. It was a packed week. I'm super excited to break it all down. So let's start off with the match that is the freshest in our minds, and that would be Janine the Machine versus the Mad Hatter, Adam Humphreys. And John Humphrey. John Humphrey. Adam. I, I you know, I'm all over the place. Who's Adam Humphreys? I'm pretty sure he's an NBA player, actually. I think Adam Humphreys. No but listen, there are so, too
2: many names. There's too many sport. names but,
0: all over the place. So I got first off, this match has two titans of the game this seems like you know if you if this was a singles or a team's match the popcorn all over the place but this this you know they're rookies like ig players you know we got mm. a fresh start for both of these players and janine mentions it that she felt like she needed a fresh start after struggling in the other divisions mm-hmm. and it seemed like ig had a bit more to offer her and she, see, she said she had a nice base when it came to IG knowledge, when she was training some of the other competitors like Smets and some of her other friends. And that honestly, in the, in the lead up, I was like, oh, oh, here we go. She's been yeah. training with Smets. And then hearing that uh, her manager, Sam, obviously engaged to one of the greatest showdown players of all time. And, ha- and hearing that uh, Rachel has turned into what I'm calling her coach crush, when Coach Crush is coming to town like you better get ready and Janine had her in her corner this week so the lead up seemed to be Janine, Janine, Janine and Boggs what happened?
1: Yeah, to be honest, I I agree with that obviously she's got Sam Levine in her corner, one of the greatest players of all time you know, uh, Rich Cushing arguably the greatest inner Geekton player of all time Um, you know, already a solid player as it is, a lot of the but at the same time, a lot of expectations comes with that. Um, but, yeah, um, as opposed to that, Humphrey, kind of him and just Alba on their own with with Koi, of course. Um, but, yeah, so it was a um, 50-50 game. Obviously, they are coming in with experience, even though they are um, kind of new to inner geekdom. But they both obviously played uh, loads of matches. So I, it was a bit of a toss-up for me. I didn't really have a favourite going in. I probably wanted Janine just, just, just purely because of... Um, I don't know, she, she kind of, um, she struggles doesn't she, with, uh, with a big win? So uh, I was kind of favoring her a little bit going in. But, um, but I don't know about John. John, what do you think?
2: I mean, listen, obviously, you know, the inner geekdom is a tough division. I feel like both competitors put on a strong showing, considering that this was their first time in a league that is a lot more specialized. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, you know, given respect to John Humphrey, uh, he did a great job. And we'll, you know, dig a little bit more specifically Into like a second round, for instance, where he really put in like a shutout performance.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, So I definitely, you know, got to give congratulations to him. Uh, And he, you know, busting my bracket, admittedly, admittedly. Uh, But fully, like, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with uh, Brandon Hanover, Saul last week. Like, this is not a loss to shake your head about. I feel like Mm -hmm. Janine definitely did a a good showing. Plus, I mean, you know, I'm going to be honest. I I think the thing that makes the Schmodown players uh, the ones that are the best are the ones that are able to walk away stronger after that first loss. You know, you can see it a little bit with Ace. You see it with a lot of the greats who have taken losses. So I, I'm not too worried about Janine, even if, you know, my bracket is in a in a rougher position, which we don't we don't need to dwell on it. I'm well, not sad. I'm not super sad.
0: Well then <laughs> let's break down, you know, let's see how we got to, you know, John ending up taking this game because it was not going his way. Round mm. one he's down four to two. It's yeah. not looking hot at four to two. Mm. Mm. If you're John, you're like, "Oh geez, I yeah. mean Christian said, "I'm pretty sure two times in the first five questions, man, the machine hasn't missed a <laughs> question. you know like yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly and it, it felt like that for the first twenty minutes of the video, <laughs> and it just kind. And then we move, and he misses. uh, They both miss the death of Superman being what uh, is the catalyst for the Mother Boxes reactivating, and that's a hard question. That's yeah. I I honestly thought it was just the return of the Kryptonian in general. That was my first. Mm -hmm. That wasn't too far off, but it just kept dying. So, and then other good questions with. uh, uh, I like the Sin City question. Whenever they sneak in a Sin City question into yeah. uh Inner Geekdom, I always get a smile on my face. It's one of my favorite graphic novels. Uh okay. but then at the end of round 1, we get 9 to 7. Yeah. You know Janine missing uh question number 8, knocking that perfect round, breaking mm-hmm. that, you know, that, you know, that bubble that they built her up on. So 9 to 7, I've, John, it's looking like it's Janine's to lose at this point.
2: Yeah, well, and, I mean, it's, it's almost it, it almost feels, like, weird and wrong to be able to see uh, so much into how the managers talk to their players. But what you really see is a lot of what, like, kind of Sam was talking about in his conversations with Janine, where Janine is really good at that kind of general knowledge of being able to hit a bunch of questions in a variety of categories, which we saw in rounds one and three. But then you get to the hyper-specificity of round two, And John spun a category that he clearly felt very comfortable and very good about, which was The Wizarding World, whereas Janine got a category DCEU, not something that she's as confident on, and it's all just about, like, you know, of all of these inner geekdom franchises, which ones do you want to binge the most? And uh, I think that's kind of what it came down to primarily. And
0: Boggs and I mentioned this in our little pre-production meeting. This goes Mm. exactly back to what Coy said last week. There are some of these categories that you have to look at and say, look, uh, and I'll I'll give two direct comparisons and then Boggs, I'll let you yeah, yeah, so- say what you think. Lord of the Rings, and I'll say Middle Earth and mm-hmm. the DCEU are, I mean, that's six movies for mm-hmm. uh, Middle Earth mm-hmm. and seven movies for the DCEU? Right. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Justice League, Batman, under ten, right? Yeah. So under mm-hmm. ten movies, and that's not a lot of screen mm-hmm. time to go after. But at the same time, the argument can be made that you have a smaller amount of you know media to cover, you know, and to study. So you should be yeah. more well versed on these things. That there's only six movies. Yeah, there's only maybe. seven movies up. But box, what's your thought on that?
1: So thinking about it, you know, in hindsight, I've just realized maybe her missing that uh, question in the first round. Was maybe a sign of things to come uh, in the in the in the second round. Um, so yeah, it was a great first round for Janine, um, but Humph- uh, Humphrey's pulled it out really in the second round. Um, did not miss, did not miss. Um, so yeah, I was quite surprised. I, d- I didn't know that was a strength of his in particular. Um, but yeah, it was solid, solid second round. Um, Janine, I d- I don't know. I just her questions were really tough, really tough. Um, missing a couple, you know, um, one steal. I think he, um, Humphrey got as well. He got the um, super
0: speed steal for,
1: um, for Darla's oh, yeah.
0: superpower from Shazam.
1: For, yep. For me, that was the hardest question um, in the second round because um, it was the character. You got to remember the character, then you got to remember her superpower. So it was quite like a um, kind of streamlined answer, uh, which you start. And I thought personally, that was my moment in a match where I thought, I just saw, I just saw a, a turn there from that moment, but, um, but yeah, um, yeah, she it was a tough second round for Jeanine,
0: and I even felt like she even had a moment of, uh, even taking she you felt like she didn't want to take a, a multiple choice in this in the second round, you yeah. felt like she she saw that first question was like it was like a nice, punch if we're going mm. boxing, that first yeah. question is a punch like that's like yeah. oh geez the, yeah what not the first part of that movie i don't remember the part when he's not superman i like the part of that movie when he is superman you know like that's not the part you want to remember but you know going back to joe and then she goes on a string of one pointers until she gets that Mm two-pointer with cyborg Mm -hmm. and you know john at this point what do you think is is, does janine have it in her for a comeback what are you thinking at this point watching
2: it uh when i got to that third round i mean like i was I mean, kind of like what we were just talking about, I was reeling from how wild that round two was. So it was very much one of those things where I was just like, I mean, listen, at, at the end of the day, like after facing down a round like that, the fact that you're in the match at all still is a testament to how good they both were. Um, and I definitely thought that, like, again, like when she hit both her two-pointer and three-pointer, I was like, oh, yeah, no, like this is, again, she's just proving why she is such a solid competitor across, mm-hmm. you know, uh, singles teams and in her geekdom, like Sam Levine was saying. Like, it was just one of those tough things where it's, like, just trying to balance those two things out of being, like, for sure a solid player who for sure has a good, like, basis of knowledge of a lot of general stuff in the inner geekdom versus then coming down to the specifics, especially with that that brutal five-pointer. Where, like, I heard I like- that and I was like, oh, I, if, if I was the one playing this match and I got that five-pointer, I just, I would walk out. I'd buy <laughs> a different home that I could yeah. stay in instead. Since we have to stay inside right now, I just find a different home to live in because I could not handle that. Right. So that's more where I'm just like, I mean, Janine played it, I think, as well as she could have, you know? Like, this was mm-hmm. definitely a solid performance. Uh, yeah, that, that round three, oof, that was just, that was a gut punch, man.
1: Yeah, she could have she had 10 repeats and, and wouldn't have pulled it. And um, I think maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it, it was me or um, it was maybe Sam uh, in hindsight. I think maybe she realized at some point that perhaps she wasn't going to win, but to avoid the knockout, to avoid the extra point going to them. Obviously, Sam addressed it afterwards. Um, let me try and get as much points as I can. And Obviously, she got uh, the two and three, which are good pulls. But well, like you said, the five was just that was brutal. Brutal. What do you think, Colin? That's
0: a totally yeah. different layer to this show. Yeah, yeah. She has to think about that. She has to think about the difference in point standings and then the graphic that, you know, yeah. we saw at the end of the match looks completely different. It, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, the quirky mercs, I mean, what a win. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I, I love one, probably my favorite, you know, a little bit of, you know, bias. Koi's energy is one of the <laughs> most infectious things on the internet, especially during all that we've all endured over the last couple of months. Yeah. Like Koi's positivity is truly one of those things that, like John said, is like Felix Felicity's when you bottle it from Harry Potter, it is truly like liquid luck. Like it can inspire you. And it's, it's a different kind of coaching. If we want to look at like coaching styles Mm -hmm. where, you know, um, if we want to look at Sam, Sam came in, he's like, you know, you know this, I trust you make your decision. Like, you know, and and then with Koi, he's like, dude i'm so inspired by your knowledge he's like your knowledge (laughs) of harry potter is just so amazing and i'm in awe of you and he's like he's totally fanboys for every single one of his players and it's just a totally it's great to see these two managers in this rookie season show that there's there's different ways to do this Mm. and and be successful at the same time because it's not that sam was unsuccessful Mm. it's just that they had a bad spin of the wheel everybody has a bad spin of the wheel sometimes yeah sometimes that wheel is you know it's fickle and it will come back and bite you and that and we're learning slowly throughout this season what little things these teams can start to take away from these ig matches and it's that categories matter and Mm. it's that you better have you. you better be sure that when you spin that wheel again that you're ready for whatever rolls up Because somebody's going to roll up on your IG street and you better be ready. Because if it's Mm -hmm. me and Star Trek rolls up, well, I'm done. I am done. Lay (laughs) me out. Zero (laughs) points. I might get a question from the Abrams movies. That is it. Like that is, I I got nothing on the original Star Trek movies. And I, take me down. But whatever. You know, but for, obviously for some of these players, it seems Mm -hmm. that they have their wheelhouses. And we say that, you know, we said that last week. Wheelhouse Mm -hmm. is a big thing. And, John, it seemed like, you know, John's wheelhouse was Wizarding World. And now that, like, he might need to change his uh, his nickname to something Harry Potter related.
2: Listen, in the words of at least one Harry Potter character, if not more, blimey! me, <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly no idea and that's my expert analysis <laughs> on john humphrey versus janine and janine at the end
0: also mentioning that she is ready for teams i was really excited to mm-hmm. hear that no word on who her partner is but of course they're talking about it guys uh box you got any ideas maybe of who you'd like to see janine paired with
1: well she was saying erwin um but obviously he's, he's gone now um i'm no, sorry, sorry they've signed him now but right um, I thought oh, okay but what about Guy right surely Guy and Owen. I thought that would be the link up that was a bit of an underlying she was saying we're discussing it I was like oh okay so I was thinking oh who else could she go with but um but yeah I assumed it threw me off with Owen. I was like oh what about Guy then you know what's going off there um well yeah I just want to confirm again what you said about the uh, managers and the different styles I found that really interesting that Sam is more of a he kind of pumps you up you know um, let's get you going, like pounds of chest type thing. But Koi is like arm around the shoulder. Oh, it's okay, man, relax. You know, we're having fun. And obviously his style came out on top today. But that that kind of ties up to the whole sports aspect of it and the different personalities and styles and clashes and things like that. So uh, I definitely appreciate that in this match. Um, so, yeah, good spot, Colin. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: I think that kind of sums it up for the first match. You know, I feel yeah. like, you know, that what a great match to end the week on. I feel like, you know, yeah. It, it had drama. It had great questions. It had hard mm-hmm. questions. I love when I'm stumped, and I love when I learn something. I'll never not know who Slipknot is again. Yes. Like you know, like that's just one of those things that now every SchmoDown fan, when they ask, like, "Hey, who's Christopher wies like, we'll all know. Honestly, yeah. when that question came up, I was like, "Christoph Waltz is not in these movies. What? Am, <laughs> what is my brain reading?" But you know, nerd <laughs> dyslexia sometimes comes up and there a bunch of names look the same. <laughs> exactly. So, one of my favorite matches of the last, you know, three weeks was Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp, and from the from the top, just the match's energy was, you know, you felt like Jen had this energy from the promos that I loved. It it seemed like she was going to be comfortable, and she felt Mm -hmm. comfortable where she was, and that was a big thing for her that she that I felt like she was probably going to be more successful in this situation probably Mm -hmm. than putting her under the lights. So. She's in the best case scenario so far. Uh, John, what were your thoughts going on into this match?
2: Going into this match, uh, I was definitely thinking, like, I'm excited to learn a little bit about Jen Kemp. Obviously, someone coming up from the fan leagues who had only uh, had a Schmodown debut in, like, a free-for-all, uh, which is an entirely different environment than an inner geekdom match. So mm-hmm. I was definitely like, all right, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, another new face, interested to see, you know, what her energy is, where her knowledge is at. But what an unlucky straw to draw to go up against one of the like most unbeatable looking players generally in the Schmodown, which is of course Alex Damon. Uh, so going into it, I was definitely, you know, like you know, pretty sure that Damon was gonna win it. And I will say this, in, in a way, I was almost more excited about Damon by the end of this match because what I think you could see in this match was, unlike uh star wars he's still very good at inner geekdom but -hmm. he is also for sure beatable i would say Mm -hmm. in inner geekdom if you just look at you know his just different accuracy rate and to me that's a little bit more exciting because i'm like oh wow like especially the fact that it was only a two-point game by the end of it uh which interestingly enough the same point spread as a janine versus john humphrey just 20 to 18 which i thought was uh fun Uh, But just, like, the fact that it really was pretty close, that it was not, like, a shutout by Damon, that it was really two different people who both knew their stuff going in. I mean, yeah, I I thought it was just—and, of course, Jen Kemp got uh, a lead over Alex Damon for a hot second in that round one, right? Am I crazy, or did that happen?
0: Oh, it was, and I'm really mad that I was stumped on April Uh, (laughs) O'Neil. One of the very first VHSs I ever had in my house was (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So. secret of the ooze and
1: it's like,
0: like that was, like really made me mad that i was like who is
1: what is no, I no. what I was
0: and then exactly what alex said alex is like oh i forget it's a comic book property and of course it's one of those things where it's just like it slips your brain it's just one of those mm-hmm. brain parts but what a great first round one of the best first rounds we've had in the ig tournament because you're feeling like oh here comes alex damon a little yeah. bit jen misses that first question she ties it at six points, and mm-hmm. then gets that lead on April O'Neill, and you're kind of feeling like, oh man, like you said, John, Alex David, he, you know, the Russians cut a little bit, but like, Boggs, how are you feeling? Like, what do you think Jen's feeling here? Do you think she's feeling like she's got this, or you know, she's 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 aware of the moment? She, you know, she's a little more calm about it.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I was a bit in between because um, going in, yeah, I did notice her. Uh, she was quite composed you could tell that she's played a few matches before in the fan leagues etc uh, obviously I knew that going in but if you didn't know that you could kind of see um, it was kind of nice to see in a weird way uh, Damon missing some um, so I thought oh okay so let's see maybe he's maybe he's not that good there. you know maybe he's um, you know and uh, seeing Kemp, Um w- was she one point ahead going in yes, at the she end of the Yeah, she was one point ahead yeah so seeing that and um, but Um, I thought she was a little bit um, too kind of celebratory so she was almost like too happy to be just one point up and I thought oh if he you know he could easily you know spin Star Wars or like a mixed bag and you know and you know go potentially unbeaten in in the second round Um, which he ended up doing but I didn't think it'd be on that on on Star Trek of course but yeah I did I was um, pleased that he was down but I was. I wasn't too pleased at how happy she was. I know that sounds weird to say, but no, it's thought, definitely oh, it a too mindset. Early. Thing. It's too early. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a mindset thing. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. tell that when you're, um, you can tell coming out of a first round. Yeah. Do they even care that they're down? Because they mm. shouldn't. At coming out of round one, you really should be focused on your game. It's Too and early. Then, yeah. It's too yeah. Early. The only time you're worried about their game is when their question is asked to you. And that's a very, de- you know, that's that C biscuit, that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality. You know, mm. you're focused in on the moment. Mm. And it felt like Damon was focused in on the moment because little did we all know that the Star Wars champion would go lights out in Star Trek. Because I definitely yeah. like, you know, grab the popcorn emoji when the Star Wars champion pulls up Star Trek because, yeah. of course, all the Trekkies roll up and they're like, let's see what you got. Yeah, <laughs> You know, there's definitely some people that, was like that yeah Star Wars matches that were like, All right, let's see. Let's yeah, let's, let's see how good he really, really is. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. That's and what I was like, yeah.
0: He's like, Are you cool, man? And Alex is like, Oh, I'm cool, <laughs> and he is so cool that he got every question right, yeah. and it seemed like he knew every question, like without. Pretty much without thinking quick. about it, he
1: was answering it. Yeah, it within quick. two seconds, he was answering. Oh, yeah. and John in, in, I, in the first round, sorry, in the no, first gonna- round, he missed the easiest question. The easiest Star Trek question is who who played um obviously uh DeForest Kelly was the answer. He's right. played he's played the same character in the original series in right. uh, in the original movies for twenty years. He's played the same character. He's missed that one, but he's getting these deeper cut ones in round two. I was like, oh, what's going off here? So then uh, it makes yeah, being surprised.
0: It makes me think that this comes back to just his talent and John speak to this like i think that damon is just he's got a trivia mind there are people mm-hmm. who can just you know keep that information on lock and it's right there ready to go all the time that recalls there i mean it seemed like maybe he just watched all however many star trek movies there are in the last you know three <laughs> weeks and lead it to this match maybe yeah. john what, what do you got How, where did I this mean, come from wh-
2: Listen, if there's any time in the world to sit down and watch every Star Trek movie that's ever existed, now's probably the time, right? Uh, And I mean, it's, you know, looking at Damon, it's part of why I don't give Jen too much uh, flack for being as excited as she was coming off that round one. I mean, you ever put me in a position where I'm above Alex Damon in a trivia competition, I'm also losing my mind. And then on the flip side, you ever put me in a trivia competition, Where I got to answer Star Trek questions, I'm writing in group every time. That's where my Star Trek knowledge is, you know what I mean? So it is just one of those things where, like, yeah, I think it is, like you were saying, Con, it's all about just that studying mentality, being able to, like, hone in on how to study for trivia. I mean, that's part of why Damon is so good in Star Wars, not just because he's seen all the movies and has a whole Star Wars channel. It's because he's also just got the mind for it. Some folks just have that, like, Way that they can just snap into studying, they can just snap certain facts. So, I think it really is, yeah, just a testament to the fact that, like, on top of just being a Star Wars god, uh, the guy also just has a brain for this sport.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, the brain was on display because he, the way that he took control of this round and then going into Jen's round, getting that big steal, going up mm-hmm. 18 to 11 and then really forcing her to not go for multiple choice, even though it seemed yeah. like she was pretty confident in those last two answers. Mm-hmm. So leaving it at 18-15 out of round two, I mean, mm-hmm. this is an incredible game. If you're looking, like, who would have thought that, you know, Alex Damon would only be, you know, up three points on somebody, mm-hmm. you know, from the family, in, in no way disrespecting the families because they're where some of the greatest champions that we've had have come from. So, you know. Oyama and Smets, and so you, if anything, Alex might be thinking, "Oh, geez, is this another one? Like that's (laughs) got to go through his head, right?" Because if anything, he's got to be feeling like this girl. She's done it before. She's more comfortable than I am. It seems in this Hmm. situation, she doesn't seem to be too phased that she's only down three points. And then we seem to get to the turning point of the match, which is, uh, round three, Hmm. and we could get around the specifics, but it seemed like the, the two pointer for Jen seemed to trip her up a little bit. It seemed to catch her a little bit off guard. And after that, it just seemed like Alex had control over the match where it seemed like once you, once you don't get that two pointer and you're relying on that three and five and Alex has a two, three and a five to hit. And he seems, and you just saw what he did in Star Trek. Mm -hmm. You're thinking, Oh, this, this, this is not looking good. So, I mean, Boggs, if, at this point, what are you doing? What are you doing at this point if you're Jen?
1: That's what it is um, because he goes on beating in Star Trek, um, which, to be honest, I am a Star Trek guy, okay? So they weren't the absolute deepest, hardest rounds I've ever seen. It was a good round. It was, you know, hard enough, but they weren't the, the hardest ever questions I've ever heard. Um, so he does do well there. And then they bring Roxy on, and she's, you know, Pumping him up, celebrating. She needs the win. You know, she's she's giving him that you know that uh, pump going into the final round. Uh, and yeah, so that just gives him that extra little bit of con- um, confidence. I've come from behind to get the lead. I've gone and beaten. My manager's just now, you know, uh, you know, picking me up. So um, so yeah, going into the third, I, I I thought, oh, he's got the experience. You know, he's current titleist. The whole team's riding on him currently. So I did I did kind of I thought, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, he's gonna win again. So yeah, that's why I thought going in, into yeah, well, by the end of the round.
0: And I'm kind of having thought you to know, like, you know, hindsight is 2020, and yeah. it's kind of feeling like uh some of these Star Trek questions, you know, they're they're not asked as frequently as Star Wars, even yeah, though yeah, there yeah. seems to be as much content for Star mm-hmm. Trek as there is Star Wars. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I'm the first person on one of these shows to ever say this, but maybe we should get a Star Trek league going. And yeah, get some, you know because it seems like there are muscles to flex on these Star Trek questions. And it mm-hmm. seems like they could some of these questions, if they're not used as much, can come off as softball questions when a start when a true Trekkie watches a mm-hmm. Star Wars match and mm-hmm. they get super deep into the Star Wars questions. And it's like and they even get down to uh, what's the the vehicles, weapons and, you know, other, you know, all that others that
1: creatures in creatures. Yeah, like that category. Yeah.
0: Like Star Trek is just as vast, if not you know more vast, because of course you get into the TV shows and people mm-hmm. would argue like should we include the TV shows and stuff. But it's yeah. just you know it's something to think about because some of these questions, like you said, like and our uh, our producer Mike said, you know that these Star these Star Trek questions were not the in his opinion were some of the hardest questions he'd seen. You know in some of these other things. Mm-hmm. So and then some of these Star Wars questions aren't softballs either. So yeah. we got to they find the middle ground too because we find the DCEU questions are the same box you got
1: Yeah, I know. I was just going to say I would love uh, a Star Trek uh, title cuz you've got the players who have proven how, uh, they can go um kind of deep with, with Star Trek. Um you know, Roka, all the all the um inner guys, uh, Rob Bennett in the past, uh, yeah, uh Morrill. Um these guys love Star Trek. So I would love to see I um I believe they have had some exhibition matches. It deserves
0: more than an exhibition match. That's yeah, kind of like exactly, the level, right? Exactly. Is that exhibition deep? league.
1: Yeah. And you know, the, the films are just going, um, I think the, the original motion picture was out in 79. So just right. a couple of years after Star Wars. So you know, it's 41 years, so there's there's history there. So um yeah, I would personally love that. I'm just saying, yeah.
0: So if anybody's listening and needs an <laughs> idea for, you know, <laughs> for another tournament after this one. There you go. Yeah. Just leave it there. You know, you can have it. You can have it. We'll just enjoy it. And cuz I'll learn yeah. more about Star Trek. Honestly, I'm more I'm more excited to learn more and that's another okay. way. You know, even though I think I know Star Wars, I watch one of these mm-hmm. Star Wars matches and I always learn something new. I love it. Definitely. Every single mm-hmm. time I always learn something new. Yeah, but r- wrapping up this match, it's the Indiana Indiana Jones for her Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. It
1: was that I mean, was tough. Just, that I mean, was tough. Back to the Future.
0: Oh, some of the, I don't even I, remember
1: I, that character. I do not even I, remember it. I was trying to think. I was thinking, who's the little brother? Just, yeah, I couldn't pull it. The from I the got one the scene, picture his face.
0: It's so hard. And oh. I even wrote down Jen had the hardest round three I've seen in a long time. Okay. Like those were really hard questions. Yeah. And that and that just goes to show, like it. That round three, man. It. Whew. It'll come back and then Alex closing it off on Marvel and Mm -hmm. wrapping it up. John, what were your thoughts at the end of this? Uh, You know, Damon, did you feel like he feel like he just kind of ran away with it at the end? Was it a letdown? Who, you know, did Alex win this match or did Jen lose this match?
2: Oh well, I mean, first things first. My one of my first thoughts coming out at the end of this round was that you know we got a new contender for heel of the year, and her name is Roxy Strider. I mean, taking time out of her management speech to just be like, Jen, those are stupid numbers. You, I was like, well, okay, hold on. Don't you only have a minute with Alex? What's yeah. what is this about? You know, and I know we're gonna talk about another manager later, but oof. I mean, if you want, if you want to talk about some heels and management. I was just like, Roxy, focus on this win right now. You need it. You know you yeah. need this real bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like you were talking about, like this was a tough round three. So I feel like, again, this was another match where both of these two came out looking real good, um, especially considering how hard the questions were. But then also, again, like one of the things that's important to remember as far as perspective goes is the fact that as viewers, we're not only hearing the question, we're seeing it written out. So the fact that, like, as a competitor, you're only able to hear the question, you're only able to look at Mark while he's saying it, like, that's an unenviable position to be in uh, as someone who is predominantly just a viewer. So, yeah, I mean, I think both of these two came off looking like winners. You know, it's sort of what I was saying, uh, again, with John Humphrey and Janine. Uh, Alex Damon definitely proving that he's versatile, uh, definitely proving that even though he's not as unstoppable, uh, he's still a juggernaut when it comes to inner geekdom. Meanwhile, Jen Kemp proving she can hang in the like you know majors of the schmodown. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that she was able to have a close match again, only two points with the like undisputed Star Wars champion for quite some time. Both of them are looking real good. Mm -hmm.
0: Gotta love it. I it sets up Damon versus Hannah, which I think is going to be a great match. I mean, it seems like it's like totally opposing. uh, I guess the way that they approach the showdown and their characters, you, you know, the way they, the way they approach the game. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Cause obviously it, it's hard not to be intimidated by Alex Damon. If you have any love for this sport, he's truly on the Mount Rushmore of people to ever answer Schmodown questions. And it dude is just, I mean, he's automatic mm. and it, and that dude could show up any day of the week. It's like, I mean, I don't want to play Tom Brady in football, but like if we go play golf, like I also probably don't want to play him in golf either. Like he's probably pretty good. You know, like well, so, you know, if this seems like they're like flexing the muscles in other sports, but Alex seems to be ready for IG and ready for Hannah and Hannah pulled double duty. Uh, Cause he got thrown in as the pseudo manager in place of uh, Robert Meyer Burnett for the burning Drugs. And John, before we talk about the match, we seem to uh, come to uh, opposing viewpoints on the uh, on the managerial uh, approach of Brandon and Hannah.
2: Why, whatever so, do you mean, Colin?
0: Well, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he found some cool effects and... Decided to throw some, you know, filters over his videos, and now feels like he's doing an impression of the guy whose job he's trying to take, and you know, maybe bring something different. Your team just kind of, you know, maybe you got the cool Peaky Blinders hat. Maybe take a little Peaky Blinders angle at it. I don't know. You get, I just didn't. I just wasn't feeling the vibes, John. I just was. I just wasn't feeling it. I Robert Meyer Burnett sells out. You know, when he would do his spiel, it'd be a whole thing. He would sell out. He'd be big. He would be boisterous all over the place, and mm-hmm. Brandon seems like he's looking up at his camera. <laughs> he just seems like he's looking up at his camera. Yeah. He got a really good camera. Angle. Impression, yeah, yeah, And he's just like looking at it, and <laughs> he's like, "Well, you know, guys, I'm just not, I'm not interested. I guess, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess I could oh, be more sure. interested."
2: Listen, everyone, everyone's got their own opinion, and I'm certainly not going to tell you that your opinion is wrong. I'm not going to say that. All I'm going to say is that <laughs> I appreciated Brandon Hannah certainly more than you did. And I think that's because he brings a specific, different kind of heel energy uh, mm-hmm. that we didn't have from Robert Meyer Burnett, and we haven't had in a minute. Because a lot of the yep. heels right now, uh, and and including Roxy as well, you know, a lot of these folks are just like, "Oh, we're the best, uh, we're mean, and we're just gonna, you know, be the best forever." But then Brandon Hannah's got that energy of like I would say early days team action, which makes sense, obviously Ben Bateman being his dad and all. Uh, but then also early days corruption. As well, where it's like it's not just about talking about I'm the best. It's hey, you select people. I'm going to crush you specifically. I feel like that's an energy that the Schmodown really needs. I mean, you know, like I've talked about with you guys before. I started watching around the time that the corruption uh, teams tournament anarchy uh, came about, and so that was part of what sold me on it was that Kalinowski chance dynamic. Uh, so I liked seeing a little bit of that of that specific flavor back. Uh, obviously, you know, as a manager. This was Brandon Hanna's first match. He's definitely got a ways to go, I think, to be anywhere in the consideration for the Mount Rushmore of competitors who are also managers or however we're defining that specific Mount Rushmore. Uh, But I I enjoyed the energy, man. I thought it was a nice nice little change of pace. I
0: would say... Maybe don't uh pull some friendly fire on the person you're managing <laughs> because the shot at Ken's <laughs> Star Wars knowledge and his Star on, Wars okay. knowledge was truly one of the most like Kobe shots I've like yeah. ever seen. Because <laughs> like the ball hey! to pull that like, yeah. to just to even think to say that.
2: But imagine how great it'll be if he does that same thing in his own match with Alex Damon. Imagine oh he's, God. like, got a dual cam going up. He's like, all right, Brandon, uh, you didn't do very well in round one, Brandon. I, Brandon, would have done a much better job. Come on. Don't tell me you don't want to see that. I Don't tell totally me you don't want to see Brandon happen. hating on himself oh. as his own manager. Come on. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. Oh. You can't,
1: that. You can't see that. He's already got it filmed. Fight club. <sighs> oh i'm like i think i'm a bit in between you know so like i do um i do like the subtlety of it all and um and his kind of calm demeanor with it uh it is a different energy you are right like like i said before i like the different management styles and personalities um but i do kind of agree with what you're saying colin he does he's literally sitting in the same position he's wearing the same jacket He's saying exactly. It didn't help that we just saw him play.
0: It didn't help that we just saw him play. It's the yeah. same box. It's the same <laughs> angle. It didn't help. It was the same thing. It was the same filter of it looking yeah. like he's being like oh, yeah. glitched in like a Fortnite trailer or something. Like they've like found something in After Effects to like throw <laughs> yeah, over yeah. the video. I don't know. But it's, it just, he just, yeah, just I don't
1: pushed know. up the makeup <laughs> and he's gone again. Yeah. so, <laughs> so Listen, yeah, I, I've only really got two
2: locations I can shoot from in my apartment too. I get it man.
1: Oh. There's only so many places
2: I can shoot from. I know the black and white filter on iMovie. I don't know how much more I can do than that.
0: But uh <laughs> Look, I pull up Lightroom and I feel like I'm a god. So oh Lightroom.
2: We're I forgot I'm I'm streaming with the one percent over here. My goodness. Man,
0: (laughs) dude, you you pull up Lightroom, you can do you can do anything. Look, slide, 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 slide. slide. I've edited a photo. All right. On to the match. (laughs) But I I love this match. Just this match from top to bottom. I mean, storylines, it's there. You got Mm -hmm. hosts of you know, the same pod. They're they're battling it out. This yep. is like I mentioned last week show I mean this is the Master versus the Apprentice. I and it. I posed the question was Ace going to be Darth Vader to Ken's Palpatine yeah, or Count Dooku him. and he threw that mofo off the ledge and saved his son. Yeah. Shout outs to Ace for standing his ground and let's find out how it happened. I mean both of these players are one, just massive respect for their knowledge because, you know, they both come at it from different angles where Ken is the lifer. Also, we know we're all life. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably a lifer, but it's a longer lifer. I'll say that a longer lifer. And uh, so there's a different level of, uh, of uh, you know, of familiarity with Star Wars that Ken yeah. has, which lead which led me last week to pick Ken. I thought mm-hmm. Ken was going to win. I picked him to win 22-20 and I was right about the points differential. Yeah, I should have yeah, put money in yeah, Vegas yeah. on that. Yeah. But I mean, this week it it looked like Ken it looked like he was just down the whole time. He just didn't have it. It just felt like something wasn't there for Ken this week and mm-hmm. I don't want to throw it back to the manager, but when we look at what we had today or you know not today, but with the matches this week with Coy and Sam Compared to the energy that Mr. Hannah was throwing towards Ken, it was not this inspiring speech of, like, tonight we ride, like, you know, for Star Wars. It was a totally, you know, that's another reason why I had a bit of an issue with it. Because Mm -hmm. in this age of, of managing, you have to be aware that your players are just as important in, or more important than you in that moment. And that's something yeah. that Coy knows. That's something that Sam yeah. knows. And if <laughs> Hannah wants to be a manager in this league, he's got to realize that. And that's just something he didn't have in this match. And that seemed to really care what happened to Ken.
1: Mm. Definitely. Absolutely. So I will
2: say – oh, you go no, ahead. John, Box. go
1: ahead. Box, go ahead. Okay. So um, from the off, I thought that um, Ace caught a great promo. Um so I, I thought, and if you remember what I said last week, I said, who wants it more? I should have hashtagged it and put it all over, <laughs> all over. Because so, I did, because the way I saw it was that Kent was literally saying all over social media, all over his promos, that I'm not studying for this. Because thinking about it, he's be, already been there, already been a champion. He's already had tough matches against Whitworth. Like, you know, I think that was an Man match, right? um he's had title shots against damon he's done that study he does podcasts every week he does um you know show is he has he really got the hunger to do that all again for ace I, I couldn't see it that's why i um i i was kind of i'm backing ace um and you know obviously ace coming from you know coming from that parker match where me personally right i so i'm not just saying this um kind of out of nowhere he has addressed it himself on the um the meaning of podcast and, and first cut. he did receive numerous um, abuse on um, in YouTube comments on his Twitter on um, on other uh, social media platforms I've seen it myself that he was um, for some reason getting abused for for, 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 for a poor performance against Parker okay um, and seen from there coming back and um, being written off for the um, to the playing match winning that by knockout um and then obviously being a former champion, and um, he's he's got mo- he's got more points than some teams have got points, right? Now he's earned that respect. Um, people should put respect on his name now, um, and, uh, and given yeah the respect that he deserves. And as Winston said, that he, the guy has um, star was in his bones, that passion. I saw that. I saw that ages ago. So that's why I was really backing him to win, and that's why I had a feeling Ken wasn't as um, just wasn't as uh, kind of uh, hungry as in um so yeah it was great to see i was so happy for the guy but um yeah john how do you feel
2: yeah i mean you know i i feel pretty similarly you know obviously the comments that andres were getting were unacceptable Mm. a lot of the times and unfortunately you know even after seeing the janine match who did a good job like you could see some folks again like immediately hopping on the chance to be like oh this is why janine is overrated like there's some folks who just like take Mm. every opportunity to tear some people down And, Mm -hmm. you know, in in this instance, this is Andres uh, Cabrera proving that he's kind of coming into this with the same energy as Mm Demolanta, where, you know, Demolanta was like, I'm not letting that 0-2 record be what defines me in this league. Andres was also coming in from a standpoint of like, yeah, I lost to, you know, the guy being touted as the new Smets, but Mm -hmm. I'm not just that loss and you're going to learn that today. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, kind of what you are talking about with, uh, Ken, I also agree. You know, I mean, again, like looking at Ken's legacy, when you've got a belt and a book under your belt, like, yeah. you know, a, a belt under your belt, <laughs> bad phrasing aside, Ken is yeah. very knowledgeable when it comes to star Wars. And I mm-hmm. don't think he felt like he needed it as much as Andres did coming into it. But mm-hmm. I mean, also like, if you look at the Twitch chat, it was very interesting to see that there was a point that changed when a lot of folks went from rooting for Andres to lose for rooting for Hannah to go away, the fans (laughs) love Ken, right? (laughs) Like, even when Ken loses, the fans are always going to love Ken because he's so knowledgeable, because he's so entertaining. So, I mean, you know, I I feel like a dork for saying this for all three matches, but truly, both of them came out looking pretty good, if you ask me.
0: Mm. I totally agree. And if we look at how it happened... I thought it was funny. I'm a big lost fan. So it's funny that you actually say oh. that because Brandon Hannah did do yeah. 4, 8, 15. And I thought that was great. That honestly, yeah. I've been waiting since the beginning of the showdown for somebody to look dead in the camera and go 4, yeah. 8, 15, 16, <laughs> 23, 42. I've been looking, been waiting for that for years. And for that to yeah. finally happen, well done. But then they missed, lost the lum, uh, Ken Lung. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that kind of uh, irked me a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, Kim use, uh, Ken uses his JTE. Misses a question, goes down three, two. I thought that's a big moment for Ken. I mean, to use yeah. your JTE rule in the first four questions of a game and not mm. to get the question right mm. in a Star Wars match. If it's a singles match, I totally can understand. But when it's a Star Wars match and it's round one,
1: yeah.
0: that's like going and like calling a timeout in the first quarter of an NFL game. Like you, you just don't yeah, call a timeout much. in the first quarter, or even like NBA game, you just don't call a timeout in the first quarter. You know, it's just first, weird. It's just weird. Mm. And then going on, I, mean, I I had written down like shout outs to the Max Rebo Band, but like nobody knows who the members of the no. Max Rebo Band. Like I mean, even the Max Rebo Band members didn't even know their character names when they played them in the yeah. movie. That was definitely good to them afterwards. Tough mm-hmm. first rounders all around. Yep. living at seven to six after round one, Ace up one. Going into round two, mm-hmm. honestly, what sealed this game for me, Box, it was Ace getting Revenge of the Sith. What were your thoughts on his performance with Revenge of the Sith?
1: yeah yeah um so he did contemplate it and, and I, w- I was um winston actually asked him when they spun the wheel um oh is there anything that you don't feel comfortable with or is there anything um yeah is anything if we spin again is there anything that you're not sure about and i was so happy he didn't he didn't answer that because he would have revealed his hand to say okay which is is he not comfortable with so right. he just said oh no, no no we'll just take it we'll just take it." so I was like, okay good um so yeah it was a big my, my favorite question in that match was the uh, who was what was the b- last line in revenge of the sith um obviously there's so many kind of um the last five minutes there's, there's no <laughs> there's no dialogue so you're kind of rewinding back um rewinding back the scenes in your head obviously both they both got it wrong as well um, obviously ace guessing yoda and um ken guessing darth vader but uh yeah, who knew C three three? I I didn't guess that to be honest. So uh I think I guessed everyone or something. So um yeah, that was a it was good round two, but um yeah, it was um it was so he's yeah, so he's pretty he scored solidly in round two.
0: He comes uh, out fourteen then, then, to six, right? So he it's yeah. fourteen six after Ace is done. Yeah. And that yeah. I mean so Ken, best case scenario, is up two. Yeah. Right. And for it for Ace to get a steal off of Ken
1: yeah.
0: off of Rogue One,
1: which say,
0: yeah. I, if there is a Rogue One stand on the Internet, I believe it's Ken Knapsack. Like I know Ken loves that movie. I love that movie. like, mm-hmm. And for it to be 15 to 13 going into round three, I mean, Ace has got it. I, I mean, it's got it. It feels almost similar to uh, Jen being up after round one. But Ace has that mentality that now I see what I didn't see in his play-in match, that this dude is here. He yep. is here. He is ready to play. Absolutely. This guy knows his stuff. He mm-hmm. knows it when he needs it. And he's uh, he's got it. It's a, it's a certain type of thing that you just see him answer some of these questions. That, you're like, oh.
1: Yeah. It's that okay. it's that of the target. There was a question in um, round number two, though, where I saw the turn in a match. It was the... Um, it was, where did uh, Galen Erso uh, plant the um, diffuser bomb? And, and he went multiple choice. And for me, the only, uh, it was an obvious answer. It was the um, reactor module. And he guessed like the coolant module. I'm thinking, no, he's definitely not going to be the coolant module. Yeah. And, and even Ace's face was like, because he was like nodding along. Like, okay, it's an obvious answer. And then- It sounded like a I'm fake like, answer. Oh, it sounded yeah, like he exactly. said
0: it like a fake answer. Like exactly. somebody who just doesn't care in round one and just write something fake.
1: Definitely, definitely. And that's why I was shocked. He's gone cooling. What? And um, yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, he he's stole that off him. I and mean, then going into round three, man, I was, uh, yeah. I was
0: shocked. Go- going into round three, it's 15 to three. And I mean, what can you say? What else can you say that both dudes nail? I mean, they both go perfect in round three. Yeah. It is what it is. And Ace wins 25 to 23. I yeah. mean, that was one of the most. I- I love the Schmodown, but the best drama comes to the five-pointer. When, when when there is something, it, if you yeah. – I love the last uh, – some people hate it. I love the last two minutes of a basketball game. It's super stressful. If there's if it's tied, there's something about that tension. The five-pointer in the Schmodown is truly up there with, like, the tension of sports. But it's like everything rests on this one question. It's gotten to the point where it's like, okay – yeah you struggled before but mm. the five pointer is the great equalizer in this game it can bring you back it can make up those two points or i guess it would have been if he nails it he wins by three yeah. so that makes up three points of mistake that you missed early in the match and it's just yeah. just even having that opportunity it's, it's just crazy that it all comes down to that and it's, it's what i love about this game john like how like what are you feeling round three? Are you anxious? Are you excited? Are you, over- what, what's up?
2: I mean, at that point, I, I I will admit my mind started to kind of go towards the future of the Star Wars bracket, you know? Because like last week I was talking about how I was like pretty sure that it was going to come down to being uh, Dimolanza versus uh, Laura Kelly. But then after like watching what Ace does in those first two rounds and the way that he's able to hold his own in round three and like mm-hmm. just keep that momentum up, not like Get too comfortable and just like keep going. Now yes. I, I started going like, oh, we we have a battle. Like we really don't know what can happen in this tournament. Like this has been the year that I started watching uh, the Star Wars matches, and what a year to start watching! My goodness, <laughs> it was it was great, man. It was crazy.
0: I I think we're just getting. Uh, Star Wars is just one of those things where it's almost uh it's 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 such a stalemate between some of these it's such like who's going to who's going to blink first that yeah. is it seems like every one of these star wars matches is somebody's going to blink mm-hmm. and it's we're waiting it's like it's every star wars match is like a 1-0 game of football/soccer slash it's 1-0 somebody scores and that's it there's no more yeah. scoring the rest of the game and that's it and it's just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's just great that these games have come to each of these Star Wars matches have felt like every player deserved to be in that spot. And that's been the for the last two weeks. I would say Mm. the only match that seemed really one sided was um, the Alba versus the Warfather. Mm. Every other match other than that really felt like every player had a real shot at in the third round, at least to to at least, you know make a shot, take a shot at winning the game. So that sets us up for next week. As of right now, we got as of the, as of this recording, we got one match set up and that is D versus Molly Damon. So John, I'll throw this to you. We have Molly Damon, who is totally just set up for success. She's the, she's the, holder of all of Alex Damon's uh, note cards. She's got them all. She knows where they are. She probably wrote them. She definitely wrote them. He didn't write all those note cards. And then you got D Malanta, who's basically a clone copy of her husband who's not her husband. So, I mean, what do you, I mean, this is basically, if she wants to, I would say, if she wants to uh, prove herself, if she thinks she can be her husband, you think this is the best, uh, good first shot to see if she Mm -hmm. can do it.
2: Well, quite literally, yes. Because the winner of the tournament will face her husband. Well, of course. Uh, So in that regard... No, I'm joking. But uh, no, I mean, it is definitely going to be like a make or break match in a way. Just because it is about... At this point, I would say it really comes down to who in this bracket can break up DeMolanta's momentum, right? Because all the matches have been good. uh, All the people in this bracket definitely deserve to be here. But... As of this point, of the four competitors who are moving on, no one has had the lights out performance that Dimolanta has had. So it's all just about can one of these three rise to meet Dimolanta on his level? Uh, at this point, I have to lean towards Dimolanta winning it just because of what we saw. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is hard to say, man, but like definitely Dimelanta should not be overlooking um, Molly Damon, nor should anyone, and I'm trying hard not to do so myself. Because, again, like you said, she wrote the note cards. Like, she definitely knows her stuff. So it's really going to be coming. I feel like all of the matches we're going to get from now on for Star Wars are going to be real close calls down to the wire, probably five-pointers like you were talking about, Colin. Boggs. I mean, this this sets us up for another
0: all-timer in these Star Wars matches and that's like last week with uh Scrimshaw's match it's that's an all-timer and Christian mentioned that today on SEN he's like if you haven't been watching these matches because they're Star Wars you're missing some of the best just schmo downing that's been done in the last three or four years and I mean what what are you looking forward to in this match Or, or is it is it Molly proving herself? Is it Di you know, momentum pushing through? What is it for you in this one?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I think this is one of my favorite tournaments of all time. the Star Wars tournament, the level that we're playing at, uh, the the you know the the pools that they get, the questions that they get, um, the the characters involved. Um, even though it's all digital as well, we're not playing in studio matches. It's still um, it's still that riveting. Um, so for me. Uh, De Molanta is the man to be. I do agree with John. Um, his passion, his intensity, his knowledge, how much he wants it. Um, so I'm going to say the same uh, as I did last week in terms of Ace. Uh, I believe Ace wanted it more than Ken, which is why I won. And I believe De wants it more than Damon. Um, just on the pure passion aspect and, um, like I said, intensity. Because Damon's quite um, obviously relaxed and that's her style. Um, you know, she's um, a bit kind of uh, passive with it. Um, not not to say she doesn't know as much as him. I'm just saying for that um, for for the win, I just think he wears his heart on his sleeve, and I think um, that I prefer that style to watch that style. So that's why I'm, I'm backing him. To me personally, I would actually like Di Melante to face Ace in the next round personally. But well, anyone can play anyone, I and mean, it's that's the level that we're playing at. Um, if, if I can ask you guys a quick question though, um, in terms of if we had a chance to speak to someone in terms of an interview, let's say. 10 15 minutes just to shoot it with him on the show on the ultimate show that's no, Ronan's nice show. Who would you like to speak to? Because I personally would like to speak to uh, Ace just to see just to see what he's been through, you know, his journey, um, just to see how um, see his mindset going in, how he's been written off, things like that. Um, and a bit of a random one, I would actually like to speak to Chandra as well because he's sitting on the sidelines watching this whole in a geek and match. Um, you know, he he doesn't really, I've noticed, he doesn't really um, appear on too many other people's live streams you know on backstage too much and i just want to see maybe is there a bit of tension does it you know why is that you know that kind of thing so um they're the people that i would like to speak to um, yeah i know it's a bit of a random random thought but what about you oh, Colin?
0: yeah i'd love to see um uh, winston i uh, i would love to okay. in comparison well. just have even the conversation of ace and winston i mean ace has been around this for so long What's that been like being around for so long? Winston being in comparison to Ace, newer to the, yeah. to the Schmoville, as you will. And mm-hmm. how, you know, what's it been like kind of uh, catching up? Mm. Uh, I, I love that aspect of uh, what's it been like for people to come in um, from when John, you know, John, like when you came in, like you came in during the corruption era. Like what's it like to come in as a player um, listing off like a chance? Coming into mm. the corruption era. Um Yama coming in at that. You know, there's different stages of coming into the game where I feel like you're picking up different things. And this year it feels like if you're coming in as a man as a first time manager during this tournament, it's a whole new thing. So I'd mm. love to get the perspective, you know, somebody who's been doing it for a while and somebody who's newer at it. So that's kind of where I'm Good I shout. Am, yeah. good shout. John, what about you?
2: Warfather. I got to know what possessed a, a, a Norse warrior to watch movies and then answer <laughs> questions about movies. I got, I got to know. Are the Norse gods real? Like, is he coming down from Valhalla? Is that where he's, I, oh. there's too many theological elements to having the war father on the show that I just can't overlook. Uh, <laughs> and then I don't know Dan Merle.
0: <laughs> and then, I mean, D Melanta to take it, back real quick it seems hmm. like when it comes to motivation we say who wants to win it more he's in the stock exchange
1: exactly he's exactly. surrounded
0: he's by hardware
1: yeah
0: that's i mean <laughs> imagine sitting imagine sitting in a group chat and the champions <laughs> yeah. have a belt emoji next to their names in the group chat and you don't yeah. have one that yeah. is really aggravating like that's that's ins- but you know aggravating to the point where it inspires you and yeah. that's got to be an extra chip on his shoulder that he is literally in the, you know, he's in the Thunderdome with them, yeah. <laughs> with the best of the best.
1: You are and you are it, more or less the odd one out, you know. Right, you to, exactly. What, yeah. So, I so he's agree. got
0: the most to prove. And I feel like this Star Wars tournament is the place to prove it. And that's where we'll find, you know, the most action next week is going to be in the Star Wars tournament. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. But I mean, looking forward, we got the Finstock Exchange on top of the table with mm-hmm. 22 points, Swag with 16 points, the Den with 15, and the Burning Droogs, the Rockstars, and the Quirky Mercs all tied at nine points. Now, we'll mm-hmm. talk points, big, big, big points for the Quirky Mercs finally moving up into tied for fourth place. And I feel like that, that two for those KOs – might start to tick up a little bit for them. They seem like they got the KO bug. I feel like they got mm-hmm. some people who, you know, when they get rolling, they roll. So I'm yep. looking forward to the quirky marks for the rest of the season. Boggs, mm-hmm. who's a faction that you're looking to see a, a maybe a bounce back from uh, in the well, next couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely interesting. I see the league as like three brackets. You have the bottom kind of three, uh, the middle section, and the top three. Uh, obviously, Stock Exchange is, is well in front. The other two were kind of battling for, for second place. Um, the middle section, um, I don't know, it's tough to call. You know, one win, one knockout can, can leapfrog you to almost fifth uh, or fourth, sorry. And the bottom three, I'm, I'm probably more interested in them because a win means everything. Like Roxy uh, and the Rockstars, obviously Damon today has got them out of them bottom three because, um, you know, I was quite, um, he's, he's pretty much the only elite player left in these tournaments for, for them. So they're kind of solely relying on him. Uh, obviously corruption of um, you know they've still got to play and um, and the dungeon as well they've still got to play they've still got players coming so I'm kind of interested in them who's going to finish bottom for some reason because uh, you know first this set the rest are kind of battling for middle place I would like the the bottom three you know they're they're the ones dog fighting um, so I I'm kind of got my eye on them. So, yeah. And
0: John it seems like these guys at nine I mean you got the burning druids, you got the rock stars you got the quirky mercs Who's your pick to come out on top there? You know, who, who, who could solidify themselves as the fourth, even maybe the third best team in a mm-hmm. couple months?
2: Oof. Uh, of those three factions, man, it's hard to say. I mean, my mind naturally goes to the Rockstars. Um, you know, uh, you know, I gave her a little bit of flack earlier in the show for being a heel manager, but truly the acquisition of Alex Damon is so important. And the fact yep. that he's still – he's right now the only Rockstars player like in either of these two mm-hmm. tournaments. And mm-hmm. especially considering that, like Boggs was just saying, Corruption and the Dungeon have combined four of the biggest players in the Inner Geekdom, none of whom have played their Inner Geekdom matches yet. So you yep. can definitely expect them to skyrocket. So, I mean, it is it is a little tough, man. I My mind goes to probably the Burning Droogs not being the victors uh, of those three. Just because, mm-hmm. again, they have to figure out exactly what they're doing manager wise. Uh, the fact that they are, you know, one of the factions that are now missing a significant number of people from these two brackets that the mm-hmm. you know front end of the season has been loaded with. Um, I mean, you know, it's it. I mean, it'd be very entertaining if the Mercs manage to uh, keep going because, like we were saying, we all love Koi's energy, but like. You know, well, I could see Humphrey versus Barbarian, Barbarian being a pretty good match. Uh, Greg Alba versus Kalinowski—that's a—that's intimidating okay. to be staring down. So I feel like at this point, like the the Damon factor, man, I feel like the Rock stars, like mm-hmm. as much as Roxy, like definitely needed uh, that win to like kind of be staying in like a good spot. I feel mm-hmm. like now the fact that she's gotten that win and that Damon is still in this. I feel like that's probably going to be the deciding factor.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's just another layer to this game. I love it. Mm-hmm. This season, every single week, it's it's a whole new layer. We talked about it last week, and it was a great post in the Schmodown group this week that was saying, what's the biggest change, in your opinion, that the Schmodown's made over the course of its thing? And it, for me, it's the factions. It's a whole new layer. I love it. It's got like... It's not just who's playing this week. It's the managers. The managers coming in now, having their whole spat back and forth all week it just provides. It's, it's yeah. so. It means so much more now. I feel like it, it, each match has an extra layer of emotional depth to it that, you know, seasons two and three, while they were great matches, these are now, this is a full, this is a whole other thing. And we're, I mean, I'm just, you know, happy to be along for the ride. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. So, wrapping up, guys. Boggs, where can the fine folks of the internet find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at Boggs, or uh, Instagram is uh, abboggs. But yeah, just guys, please like, uh, subscribe, comment on these videos, uh, share it if you can. Um, You know, give us us tips, you know, what do you guys want to discuss? What do you guys want to see? Uh, You know, we're just fans like you at the end of the day. So um, yeah, help us out, uh, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy the show.
2: John. What about you, Bugs? Uh, don't
1: ever give
2: me tips. If I hear a single tip <laughs> from a fan, oh, you I'm
1: getting gonna... <laughs> like him. Yeah. I, remember.
2: <laughs> I know some people are going to want to talk to me about Brandon Hannah. So if you do want to do that, you can find me at John Bar tweets on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, find me either of those platforms. I don't know, man. Just follow the show, like Bugs was saying. That's more important.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you want to find me, I'm at the underscore C. Morris everywhere. Collins are sold on the web uh brandon hannah if you want to come at me shoot i've never had a schmodown <laughs> player tweet at me so i mean if you see this want to you know spat back let's go i'm ready yeah bring I got it my, on. my, my <laughs> thumbs my thumbs are ready to go so they are we'll take loaded we'll take <laughs> <you one. laughs> boys are ready i got a crowd ready to go That's so perfect, that'll perfect. do it this week uh thanks for joining us again uh make sure you like this video comment on this video seriously like bog said if we could be doing something better if there's something if you got Uh, any different ideas for conversations please suggest them to us we got this great group the ultimate schmodown show group now on facebook join the group be a part of the conversation that'll do it folks so for boggs john i'm colin we're signing off see you next week